and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to Three Peas in a Pod, episode 183. Ooh, Ooh, we made it. We got a name, boys. This could be Three Peas in a Pod, episode one. We can just start recounting. True. I don't want to. I like being able to have the numbers. We were always Three Peas in a Pod. We just didn't know it. We didn't know it. Somebody helped us. That's right. We discovered it. In 183 episodes. Now I understand because we can't. There is a logo. There's there a is photo. a logo. There's I'm sure a, it's fine. Uh, it's, yeah, it, it's 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 my favorite. So, I bet. Yeah. It has your face in it. Oh yes, it does. I have seen a preview. Well, yeah, I did too. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So I probably commented on it. But, yeah, but I think it fits us well. I will say I actually heard from from two different people who told me. That was their favorite of the ones. Okay. That, well, that, that's the most votes then. That's right. They two. just said it to me. They just said <laughs> All it to you got to do is get to two, and that's you've right. got more votes. That's right. So, so right. here we are. And there's music. Does it feel good? There's some, there some music. It is not uh, It is not original to us. Oh. It is not original to us, but there is, there is a YouTube audio library copyright-free music All right. that uh, mm. you, you probably something you've heard at some point on a Sunday morning because... That's all we use, folks. Uh, we like copyright-free because you know, no one comes yeah. after us. Yeah. And we're cheap. Yes. <laughs> Do not want to pay for the music, so oh, you know, yeah. we, we get the copyright-free well, YouTube. If I, I, if I wrote m- words to their music, would well, it then think, become my music? No, I think then you might be copyright infringement. Oh. Wow. Yeah. So... Mm. What if I don't attach the two together? Okay. <laughs> we just do it audio only. For, then we might get in that Ed Sheeran, Marvin Gaye debate where they just Uh-oh. went to, well, I mean, they, Marvin Gaye They did didn't not have a debate because yes. Marvin's not alive. The Marvin Gaye estate uh, oh, okay. took him to court. And I think I think lost. I they think they lose. lost. Yeah, I, th- I think you normally lose those. Ed came out on top. Um, he he announced that at the concert my daughter went to. Oh, Is that okay. right? He was very happy. She well, he beat. I beat a dead man. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's my music. That's right. So well, very right. good. So I'm so we're so happy to have a name. We're 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 happy to have a logo. We're happy to have music. We just got so much. We're, we feel very grateful. We have so much, guys. <laughs> Why we've do we earned complain it. so much. <laughs> we've earned. We've earned it. <laughs> I think whatever we have, we probably do. I will earn. say, three peas in a pod is definitely a name we have earned. Oh yeah, yeah we have I earned that. That's name. what we get. I agree. To. So, and now the the everybody knows what the P stands for, right? <laughs> it says so. It says so. It says so on the graphic. Oh, it says oh, on the graphic. Thank goodness. See, I missed that part. It says it says three P's in parentheses. Pastors in a podcast. Uh, podcast. So. You did so well on that, Nathan. I thank you. I did my This will raise questions for people, but you know, there was a time in the theological heritage of Jason and I that to call us pastors would not have been an acceptable term. I was told as a young man I was not to take that time. Exactly. So if that interests you all, which it should should not interest you at all. What were you to refer yourself to as a preacher? Uh, uh, minister. Depender, okay. It depends on which particular branch told yes. you pastor was bad. Yeah, I always was told minister was good and evangelist was really Evangelist good. was the best. Yes. Wow. Yeah. That, that seems very specific. Yeah. Narrow. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It was. Well, yeah. Jason and I both couldn't have fit in the closet. It was, yeah. such, it was such a narrow place. It was very, it was very We'd had to take turns. Yeah. <laughs> and Ed was a lot bigger back then. I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't have been able to close the door. <laughs> oh boy, that got off the rails. Yeah, we did. do want to say thank you to everybody who sent we names did. in. We did even though even though we did not choose yours nor like most of them. Mm-hmm. We did appreciate We appreciate you. you. We love we, you. We do appreciate you. That's right. Even those you sent them in anonymously and we don't know. Well, and I would I would say at this point, you you've won, you deserve a victory lap. You should tell us if you came up with three peas in a pod. Oh, no, true. And if you didn't, you could Goodbye. tell us you came up now, with I'll it. Say, I, I want to commend Keith Spear. Who has thrown out many, many, many? Oh, he's names. been one of our many names. Oh, not in the forum. He oh. puts comments on YouTube himself. Okay. Oh, so Keith, well, thank Keith you. has thank he you, had Keith. two more just recently. Wow, thank and we those are ones we haven't. For those of you wondering, I, I don't should I blow Keith's handle up and tell them who he is? No, but I guess they can go back and do the research oh, themselves. Okay, I'm gonna let them. They don't care. If yeah. you care, you can go look. Okay. Yeah, you can figure it out. So all very right, very good. So, back to the business at hand, which has gotten us all the way to a name in 183 episodes. That's right. We have a question. Are y'all ready for today's question? Yep, I'm ready. Go. Okay. It's, it's a deep one. Deep. I, I feel we're we'll treading into deep waters. All right? right, here we go. Question. If sin is rebellion against Jesus' authority as king, but Jesus doesn't count my sin against me, when does my rebellion keep me out of the kingdom? Okay, so I want to say something first. Oh, right. <laughs> well, well, he already read it first. I read the question. So you can say something second. All right, I want to say something before we get into answering oh, okay. the further question. I'm with you. For the question. All right. The statement, Jesus doesn't count it against me, If I, I'm sure that's going back to when maybe I, okay. I'm supposing that's going back to where we quote Paul in saying that yeah. God no longer counts our sins. Yes. Uh, and we have said, God's not operating with people on the basis of sin. That's right. You know, that's out of 2 Corinthians. Yes. So that's what I wanted. The idea that they don't count, if you mean Jesus isn't going to, he hasn't decided who he likes or doesn't like on the basis of sin. Okay. That's what, you know. That's what that means. That's what I think it means too. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm okay answering on that basis Jesus. As opposed to what? I, I, well, I don't disagree with what you said. When, okay, I don't know what the so, distinction is. And I, when I, I would say when I first became a Christian, my understanding of Christianity and the way it was sort of taught to me, and I think I've said this, I, well, I did just say this a few minutes ago when we were starting to talk about this, is that Christianity was more like a, a bound set of mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. If you're doing numbers, it would be a bound set versus a centered set. And right. a bound set is you're either in the set or you're out of the set. Right. And there's a boundary you come to. Mm-hmm. And the way I was taught was if you get baptized, mm-hmm. you, you repent of your sins, you're baptized, uh, you're in. You're in. Mm-hmm. But barely. <laughs> so I kind of okay, you're, you're on the border. All right. And I was even taught in the early days you kept that border on, you kept on the right side of the border with things like you got to confess every sin that you can think oh, of you got to take right. communion on you got to you got to do it. yeah there's a lot of stuff i have to do to keep jesus from counting all of that against me kicking me across the yeah, border yeah that i'm right on the border okay. and i need to walk as far in as i can mm-hmm. mm. but Okay. If I ain't real careful, you gonna slip. Back. He no, he's gonna get me over. Slip you back. Yeah, that's oh, exactly right. Got it, got it. Okay. I have come to understand, and I'm not saying everybody agrees with me on this, 
that I think the way the Bible talks about following Jesus is it's a centered set, that Christianity is centered on Jesus. And that's why I have felt very comfortable saying to people, you begin your walk of discipleship the moment you decide Jesus is worth turning your feet toward and beginning to follow. I don't think any of the disciples were what anybody today would call a Christian the moment Jesus said, come follow me. Because they did not believe he was the son of God at that particular point. They just knew that's a guy, I ain't ever seen anybody like that guy. I'm interested in him. I'd like to learn from him. I'm going to begin to follow him. And somewhere along the way, they just came to realize at that point where it says a whole bunch of disciples turned and went away, and Jesus says to them, are you guys going to go too? And they go, where else are we going to go? You have the words of life. Mm-hmm. At that point, they're in. They are centering their lives on Jesus. Mm-hmm. They are following Jesus at that moment. Mm-hmm. But, but they were also following when they started too. That's exactly right. When they, they, when they, they dropped the nets. When they dropped the nets. Yeah. They, but it, at some point, it became clear to them, this is it for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, got clear. I don't think they would have been able to tell you at what moment they crossed the boundary. No. <laughs> and it isn't really clear to us because I've had sure. people, were, were the disciples baptized? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, we don't know. There is no written record. There's no record. Uh, there's, no record. there's no written record of any of that kind of stuff, whether that... So if that tr- was a big deal, they, they kind of left it out. Now, I, again, I am not saying I still teach everyone who wants to follow Jesus, you oh, need sure. to be sure, baptized. Sure. The Bible's pretty clear on that. Yeah. So... You're using that to make a large I'm, I The point to me was the idea behind this has a little bit of bounded set idea on it. I agree. It. So that, there, yeah, there's that, an in, there's an out. There's an in and an out. At what point does it happen well, isn't that, that I'm a, out the kingdom? Yeah, and isn't that a, a, I think that's a big problem with the way most of us approach Christianity is we do see it that way that I'm, and most of what I spend my time and energy on is trying to find the boundary line. Yes. And and for most people, it's like, well, how much sin is too much? It's the old me across the boundary. It's the old thing that all of us, because we've all done youth ministry, and the question ain't ever changed. Mm-hmm. It's almost always boys asking the youth pastor, right? When I'm alone with a girl, how far is too far? Yes. Yeah. And that's they're right. always talking about at what point do I begin to have sex? And that started way back in your head, <laughs> but they don't want to hear that answer. Because the real point is, I want to do all of it. I, want, yes. I do. Whatever's I am, inside. I, I want that. Whatever is at the border, but I haven't crossed where my mom and daddy and Jesus are mad at me. Yeah. Right. I'm real comfortable sitting on the border. Oh, yeah. Right. If, I can, if I can straddle the line, I'm okay. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have to stop before we get on to entendres. Yes. Yeah, you get exactly. it. You get it. And so, I think that's where most people in this... So, are you saying that the that way of viewing Christianity, following Jesus, whatnot, is a faulty view? It is from my viewpoint. Now, again, a lot of people wouldn't say that, but since I'm the one, one of the three that's answering the question, yeah. the way I would answer this, if somebody said to me that, that the the danger is. <laughs> Sin is completely rebellion against King Jesus. When I choose whatever it is, whether in the moment uh, if Jason or Nathan did something to hurt me and the moment I decide to not say to them, hey, man, that really hurt, and and 
whether they admit it or not, that I decide then to hold on to that, let it fester in me, brew a little grudge in me, hold on to it, not forgive them. I have chosen at that moment to live my life outside the reins of what Jesus would want is best for me. Right. Have I crossed the boundary? I, I, don't, I don't think so okay. at that point. Okay. Okay. No, no, no. So, but anytime I begin to sin, I begin to, I begin to develop systems around that to make myself not have to deal with it. I don't want to feel bad about it. I don't want to, I want to feel as good as I can about it. While Jesus is moving on toward me coming to full devotion to him and live the life that he wants me to. So the voice of the spirit in my life in all kinds of areas loses its pull on me because the spirit the spirit can't break through the wall of, that I built around this thing I don't want to deal with. Because hmm. well, he will talk to me about it. Mm -hmm. That's been my experience. Mm -hmm. I've not had much sin in my life that when I go to the Lord and I say, Lord, I want to talk to you and pray to you about my kids. And he goes, yeah, I'd like to talk to you about this. <laughs> and I go, well. Mm -hmm. But I, not from a posture of, you're out, come back. No. Of, no. We need to deal with something. We need to deal with this. And what I didn't realize at the time, and I, um, when I was a younger Christian, there is no sin that doesn't wind up impacting all kinds of areas of my life that I don't think it impacts. Like if I want to be a good parent, but I want to hold on to a grudge against my, my mom or my dad or my sister who my kids don't ever see. Mm-hmm. That little bit of bitterness that I hang on to that the Lord wants to deal with me about, it does impact the other relationships in my life, whether they know that's what's impacting it or I know what's, sure. that's what's impacting it. The Lord wants to deal with me on that because it is the sin in my life. Mm -hmm. At that moment, there's probably a hundred other sins too. Sure. So the danger comes that when I continue to hold on to rebellion against God, at the same moment I was trying to get, I, I think the danger for followers of Christ, when you're walking with Christ, you're walking with Christ, and there's a moment where you choose, and it is a choice, because we're all, we're all fail the Lord, when I choose not to confess, come back, repent, before him and other people I may have hurt, that I pause in my walking to some degree, it, it, since this analogy. Yeah. And there's a part where I don't even realize at the time I, I stopped following Jesus hmm. and the voice of the Spirit, I, I have watched it happen in people that I know were further ahead of me in faith. Mm -hmm. Hmm. And I don't think they realize when it finally just they're no longer connected to Jesus, and they don't know it. And it's not that Jesus so, is not that Jesus disconnected them. It's oh, yeah. not. Yeah. It's like when I said in the beginning, I'm not sure the disciples knew when they were following, and they had made a choice that they were going to follow him for the rest of their life, even though it meant giving up their lives. They didn't know what that meant at the time, but they knew they were never going to turn away from him. Mm -hmm. There comes a point when you hold on to sin or rebellion against Jesus. You may not realize it, but there comes a point where... You, yeah. You've decided. You didn't know you decided. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. That's the way I think about it. But now I'm interested in how you all answer that. That's all I got. <laughs> yeah. I, I may have more once y'all start talking. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so, you know, I think 
a lot of a lot of the language of, of, of the question about sin's rebellion against King Jesus' authority comes from, I think, probably forever was listening to to you know having this conversation from a sermon I did where I was talking about sin and the 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 reason that in particular I used the language of it is uh, sin is a choice to be opposed to King Jesus was the way I said it was to differentiate of why God has to bring a judgment against sin. Peter says at the end that he will come to judge the living and the dead, and most of us are very uncomfortable for, with that because we cannot imagine a loving God judging anything. And because most of us have an idea that sin is just these— it, sin is really a, a struggle between me and God, that I have things I want to do, and there are things God wants me to do. So I choose the things I want, that sin. God chooses the things he wants. And God wants me to choose the thing he wants. But what we forget is these are not neutral decisions. Uh, there is a third party at work, mm -hmm. which is the spiritual force of sin, mm -hmm. right, and evil, Satan, yep. you know, how, however, you know, all the different ways the Bible defines it. And so in the the part in the video um, that I think it was uh, Kel uh, no, it was Molly that day, uh, read is there's a part in Romans 8 where it talks about how God condemned sin in the flesh of Jesus, that God has already pronounced his judgment against sin. He has condemned it uh, against evil. Earlier in Romans, I think it's Romans 6, Paul is using the same kind of imagery that he then develops into that in 8 where he says, once you were slave to sin, uh, and now you should be slave to God, that you at one point we think of it as, I sat down and I really wanted to I really wanted to have an affair and so that's why I had an affair and I just didn't control myself well and we forget there was this other force that I gave myself control over to mm -hmm. I there is a part of me that doesn't like to think now there's some of us because I want to erase all of my culpability right. that say oh it was all the devil it wasn't me no it's right. I willingly gave myself over that's to the right. power of sin mm -hmm. became a slave to it uh, and now Paul is saying, because you know King Jesus, he has set you free from the law of sin. Therefore, the moment you decide to willingly give yourself over to God, you can be free from your slavery to sin, which is why in Romans 8, going back to it, he says, right after the part about condemning sin in the flesh, he says, so therefore the mind, right, that is controlled by the Spirit does what the Spirit wants. But the mind that has been controlled by the flesh or the slavery to sin right, is hostile to God. It is hostile. It not only can't do what God wants, it is in opposition to what God wants. The struggle that I have found with so many believers, and I'm talking about myself because I agree, we see things as bounded set, centered set, right? And, and we mostly see ourselves within the bounded set of God has forgiven me up to a point. And I want to know what the point is that if I go too far, he's not going to forgive me anymore. Right. Because there's still part of my mind that I have allowed to be under the slavery to sin instead of fixing it on what God has called good and pleasing. And so I think, when I, when I think about it in that way, I go, when does it become a problem for me? Once again, not necessarily for God, because God right. has already judged That's right. sin. That's it's right. who am I going to choose to align my life with? And the way you align your life is, you know, Dallas Willard talks about arranging your life in such a way 
to follow Jesus. And the way you arrange your life is you go, what are the things I need to do to make me the kind of person who could do what God wants? And so we talk about discipleship, right? You know, things like scripture reading every day and praying and being involved in a community. On Sunday in the sermon, I talked about serving and giving of yourself. That's arranging your life so that the things you desire and want are what God's will is. But everyone knows there comes a point, and probably in all of us in our lives at some point, our life was not arranged around God. It was arranged around a certain sin or a group of sins, you know. And so I've talked frequently about I was addicted to pornography for a long period of my life. My entire life was arranged around this. And I was I was telling my wife this the other day. We were talking about something with one of our kids, and they had lied to us about something, and I said— they're, that particular kid's a pretty crafty liar. And she goes, because my wife is a very honest person. Dishonesty is not a thing. And I said, well, I have not always been a very honest person. In fact, the really good liar is the one who starts telling lies before they need to. So yeah. you can't tell the difference between what is a lie and what isn't a lie. You have now arranged your life in such a way that you can become the kind of person to do this sin. That's a, that, that is when I would start to feel, hmm, Something's not right with me. As you said, because now I'm building up walls. That's doesn't right. mean that God can't forgive me. Oh, it's no. that I may not want to be forgiven. Again, if God doesn't deal with me according to my sin, he doesn't deal with according to that sin either. Mm-hmm. The, the difference is, and the book of Hebrews talks about it, as I, once I have tasted the heavenly gift and I know what it's like to follow mm-hmm. Jesus, and I willingly again turn back to the force of darkness, because, you know, the other thing the Bible tells us is that there feels like, because I can remember when in addiction you feel like, I can't say no. I can't say yes. no. Yep. And there is a physiological part of that, sure. but that's once you've given yourself over to it. But the Bible makes clear this force of evil that looks so imposing, if you resist it, it goes away. Yeah, it turns well, out it's just intimidating. And not only do you, are you... You get to the point where you can't say no to the sin or the whatever it is, but you come to the point where you can't say yes to God. That's right. That's you right. can't say yes. To you the, know, you don't hear the voice. Of you the don't hear the voice of the Spirit anymore. The only way so anybody, yes, which is why right. he says in Romans eight, the mind controlled by the flesh cannot please God. That's right. There is no way for me to say yes at that point. That there comes a point, you know, in the book of Exodus it talks a lot about Pharaoh's heart being hardened. There comes a point where your heart has just hardened, and not hardened like a. Built up a wall, hardened in your resolve. Yeah. I have now decided this is where I'm at. Well, and, and I think and, about you know, yesterday, Nathan. You you talked about humility, and uh, humility is not an easy thing to garner, particularly for me. I, I maybe Same particularly here. for everybody. I think yeah. so. But you know, when you stand on a stage like all three of us do, it's really tough to get up and speak and not wonder. I wonder what they thought. I yep. wonder what they think. Yes. What, and right. to think when you're writing it. I wonder what they're going to mm-hmm. think. I wonder how I can make this. And deceive yourself as to think that that's not uh, pride in thinking about me. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because as you were talking, you were uh, thinking about myself less. Sometimes the things that I think, I don't think I'm thinking about myself. No, that's, yeah, right. that's right. I'm thinking about them. That's right. No, 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 no it's this, about me. Did this land? Yeah. Did, this, right. did that person listen? I'm trying to help them. Because I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm just trying to do it the best it, I can to the help end, them. it's about me. It's well, about because me. when the person comes to you, and yeah. I, you know, yeah. and we all have it. We I had someone yesterday come up to me and said, that's exactly what I needed to hear today. Instead of me going, wow, isn't the Holy Spirit great that he could take my broken words and my thing? I immediately go, Cool. Well, you that's know, it's what, like it's the first time because it's about me. It's about that's me. what I was going to say about the part in Romans eight where it says it cannot please it. I know that there have been messages that have been effective 
deeply used by God, uh, even though I really sure. wanted them to be impressive for me. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And that the whole time God was using them to be. A, so I don't want people to think there's nothing I can do that God can use. Oh, God sure. can use things that I got personally no benefit from because I was using it. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah, what I mean by that's that. That's right. Mm-hmm. And. That's the deceitfulness of this is I begin to turn away and I don't lean into what God says is good and true for my life. And I don't say, you know, I need to really figure out how can I just do what's best? How can I love the people that are in front of me? Whether they think much about me or not, I'm supposedly talking about God. How can I just love these people and uh, get out of the way of all of that? When I don't do that, it may help them and do harm to me. And I don't realize at the time I'm building this little shell around myself that protects me from moving close to the one that I'm trying to move other people toward. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that at some point God goes, hey, that's the last time, Ed. No. Because he doesn't deal with me according. But it does get harder and harder and harder for me to admit that I'm wrong. Which is itself a consequence of sin. That's exactly right. Well, and eventually then, and this is... The bigger part that I think I was hoping to accomplish that day, and this is a good part of it, having a conversation about it, but to be able to say there then comes a point that I continue to just indulge in this sin and continue walking this path, that I give myself over to it. And this other force, you know, we talked on Sunday about the the, the part about that be alert and sober-minded. Your enemy is prowling around like a lion wanting to devour you, that I get devoured up in this thing and I think for us the question should be as believers is as you said it's not a bound it's not how close can I get to the boundary without going out it's how how what do I need to do how do I need to arrange my life in such a way that I can get closer to Jesus who's at the center because there is no sin in him so the closer I get to him I don't even have to worry about that Mm -hmm. and I think the answer is something that for people a lot of people I know who are believers is hard for us uh, it's repentance. Yeah. It's I get very honest and very clear. This thing is wrong. It is harmful to me. It is harmful to other people. Most importantly, it is opposed to King Jesus. And the quicker I can repent, right? It's and it's not the thing we were saying earlier. You have to confess of every sin. No. God doesn't forgive them. But there is a truth to I do want to confess my sin. Because I want to repent of it quicker so that I can let myself be back arranging my life. And repentance and confession is one of those acts that arranges my life around King Jesus. Because it is the difference between a person, we've said this before, that chooses, you know, Jesus says adultery and lust are the same thing. And that's true in that they're both sinful. Right. But what the and to be clear, Jesus doesn't actually say they're the same thing. What he says is the person who lusts is just as guilty. Yeah, He's saying it's right. the same guilty. guilty. Mm-hmm. But there is a difference to when I have a lustful fantasy, I remember something, I see a picture, whatever, and then immediately I say, Oh, ah, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And maybe I confess it. You know, the people in my life I confess that to so that I can turn back the way I want to turn back. And the person who has a lustful fantasy about a coworker and then decides 
yeah, that really wasn't that big of a deal. And then they start kind of arranging their day so they get to be around that coworker a little more. Then they start arranging their day in such a way that they don't tell their spouse that they're hanging out with that coworker. They start hiding texts. Now dishonesty is wrapped up in it. Mm-hmm. I am now arranging my life in such a way that I can do this thing that I know is harmful to others and opposed to King Jesus. Repentance, though, fixes that. The moment, the moment I even say to my spouse, hey, I've been, I've been having these feelings, and I need to be done with this. And sometimes just saying it out loud just breaks the power of yeah. it. It breaks it. Or you have a trusted uh, friend, brother or sister in Christ that you say, this is what's going on. I need you to know I'm feeling this. And, and ultimately, the ultimate goal, at least the way I think of it in my head, is I want to become the type of person that— sees that sin less and less attractive yes. Yes. every time it presents itself to yes. me. And I can tell you uh, it is a long process, mm-hmm. but I've experienced it yes. in lots of ways, still in the process um, because I'm not done with it yet. Right. I'm not done with sin. That's right. <laughs> and But I can say for sure that there are some things like that that at the moment they present themselves. So the moment I, yep. I I sit and I I see them, I sense them. It, it repulses me. Yes. It, it because I have so attuned my life to the direction of of Jesus that sin becomes this. Like you said, it, it's yes. a thing that that takes me away from what my ultimate goal in life or my love in life really truly is. And so it it. it it's ick for me. Ugh, I don't it, want it. It's almost that thing in every area where once I once I repent and I get my life back on track, I it is the taste I was sitting here thinking, it's taste and see that the Lord is good. And yeah. once I, I realize, hmm, I, I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I there was a time where I thought that was good mm-hmm. and it's not good. It yeah. it makes me feel bad about myself, and it keep makes me it puts barriers between me and people that I love. Mm-hmm. I don't I'm not the person I want to be. Mm-hmm. But when I'm clean with the Lord on this, my life is right, and I feel right, and I can be open with other people. I can love other people. Mm-hmm. That's what it, I I think in every area of my life I have to taste and see that the Lord is right about this. I'm going to yep. try this. The Lord is right about this. Mm-hmm. And so I see that he's good, and so I want to stay on that track. Yeah. So I don't, I, you know, I, I still, I still say I'm not sure. It's the insidiousness of evil that I think, and it's we don't know when we when we've we've moved ourselves so far away that we're really in danger of not being able to turn around and go back to the Lord. But I think even back to the question that was asked, I think even the the premise of that question is, let me see how I can say this. There is baked into that question an element that is keeping me from everything that we're talking about. And what I mean by that is, if I stay in the mentality of there's an in and there's an out, right, I'm trying right. to figure it out, you have instantly killed the the dynamic of what we just got done right, talking about, right. of arranging my life around this the center of Jesus and making my life all about him and his kingship, that question takes me outside of that framework. It does. So even the question itself, whereas a lot of people ask it in a way of, I want to make sure I'm right with God, that mentality actually will keep you from it. Yeah, because I don't... (laughs) 
God has done everything possible for me to be right with him. Yes, All I yes. have to do is just keep walking with that's Jesus. Right. I just keep walking toward Jesus. Yes. And that's all I that's my part. My part is simply to follow. Yes, I, I I'm not I'm not keeping myself at all. Mm-hmm. He's holding everything together, including yes. our relationship. Yes. But when I decide to take it back over and go, mm-hmm. I'm gonna move back toward the border for a little while. Yeah, or or at least just explore and figure out what it is. Yeah, that's exactly well, right. Even that right there, you you're losing part of it right there. Yeah. Just in right. that mentality is what I'm trying to say. And yeah, so I think that's right. But at the same time, I, I've said this to many people because I've had a lot of people come into my office and they'll ask me questions along those lines of, I've done X, Y, and Z, mm-hmm. and I want to know, am I okay? And, and, have I gone too far? That's right. And all that oh, stuff. Yeah. And I always love to say to those people, I said, the fact that you're sitting here asking that mm-hmm. question answers the question. That's, That's right. right. Because if someone, if someone had gone so far... <laughs> They wouldn't be sitting here. They wouldn't care whether they'd they gone wouldn't too care. far. The voice of the Spirit would have gotten so dull in their heart that they would not even ask this question anymore. I, and I'll say this, and this this can, this can is a part that may be offensive to some. I think the people that are in the most danger are the people that use the boundary as a safety thing of, yep. uh, well, I have done a lot of things wrong, I, but I know yes. that I was sincere when I accepted Jesus into my heart as if I crossed a boundary that I can't, mm-hmm. you know. God's locked in now. God's locked in. He can't do away you with me You can't take back your promise. You said the boundary is right here, mm-hmm. and I crossed that boundary. Yeah. I think you are in a danger you do not. And I I, I know all the stuff about eternal security. I, I believe that we are very secure <laughs> me too. Sure. with Jesus because he holds everything together. But you saying you did something to cross a line and you know you're secure because what you did, mm-hmm. there's a lot of you in that. It is. There's a lot, a lot of you right there. Yeah. And uh, I'm just saying I've been on that border. Yeah. <laughs> I have been on that wall. You want me on that, that wall. wall. But that, that ain't a, that's a bad wall to live on. Yes. Yeah. Because right. that you were the one on the wall. God has knocked down the dividing wall mm-hmm. between all human beings and Him, and He just wants you to walk toward Him. Mm-hmm. And as long as you are, He doesn't deal with people according to their sin. Have we exhausted that one, fellas? I don't know. I love that topic. Whoever adds to that question, yeah. that that's a good question. I told you it was a little deep water. It, it, yeah. Now, we could probably it. talk about it for a while, but I think okay. we've probably done enough. Yeah. Nobody else wants to listen anymore. No, no, no. no. They're done. <laughs> uh, we're, we're just over 30 minutes, so we're done. So okay. if we raise more questions than answers, yes, you have a way to ask us more questions. Link is in the description everywhere you're watching or listening to this podcast. Yeah. Send and if it you should subscribe. Subscribe, like, comment. Go and give things. us a review on Reviews all the places. on iTunes We don't know why, but do. we're told that helps us. Yes. Whatever you're listening to, watching right now, there's a there's a star somewhere you can click. Yeah. And, and give us some, as many as you like. Yeah, one. One's better than what we currently I'll have. One. I'll take one. <laughs> I got zero right now. <laughs> exactly. We don't have the star. I'll take a zero. I'll take a thumb, whether it's up or down. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's right. I'll take it. I, I can't got no choice. <laughs> it, it ain't gonna hurt my feelings either. Way. No, that's, that's right. That's true. So that's right. I got too much love in my heart for that. <laughs> <laughs>
So until next time, we are the three peas in a pod now. We are. And we will come back next week with another question and we will answer it as good as we can. I'm gonna think about lyrics. You do that and I won't. <laughs> Bye y'all, see you next week.